Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard (laughs) has really helped uh boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started Big dog, what's good? Oh, hello. I'm just over here drinking one gallon of 365 spring water from Whole Foods Market. How are you? Can we talk about you stealing my gallon swag, but I'm okay with it because it's helping um, not only your skin, but your digestion and other things that I'm probably not privy to? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Chris, because, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I don't know how to win with you. First of all, you, you get on this gallon of water train. And all you do is talk about how great it is. You big up it. It's almost as if you are trying to convince me and other people why this is a superior thing. <laughs> and then as soon as somebody takes your sweet advice, you believe that they have stolen your swag and bit your steez. What's up with that? No, 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 no. I, I just, I, I felt... You're calling me a steez biter? I would never call you a swag surfer. I'm, I'm saying... I, I guess maybe sometimes your attitude about the gallon lifestyle was was less than positive, um, bordering on negative. Even sometimes I think your tone would take like a mocking. I'll, I'll admit that there's some truth to that statement, and you are validated and justified for feeling that. I'm not above. I'm not too big of a man to apologize, Chris. Well, thank you, and apology accepted. And I want to say welcome to the good life, and you know, you're going to have to piss a lot. So <laughs> just be be ready for that. That has become the main through line in my life, in my new life. It's kind of, you know, when you go to therapy and you're like, it's so awesome. I just wish I did it earlier, you know, and, you know, mm-hmm. hindsight 2020. The same, I'm, I'm experiencing that same excitement. Wow, this is so awesome. Wow, this is great. I feel better. I'm, I, my digestion is great. My skin is clearing up. I just wish that I didn't have to pee so much pee you know this wasn't a problem in new york city for me because um there's a starbucks on any, every corner and you love those shitters don't you i would never use a public toilet jason at starbucks i consider that public i uh, i would um sneak into the balthazar restroom just down the stairs to the right upon entering i hope um, keith isn't listening yeah i hope keith is listening i'll use your pisser anytime i feel like it <laughs> um keith but yesterday, know. you know for example I, I i guzzle a gal yesterday before noon and then i'm in the car all day because this cursed city is full of traffic and Mm -hmm. that's when the that's when it becomes a problem but if you're at home tethered to the machine i don't know maybe editing a podcast yeah um then it's fine just the constant reminder that your liver is being flushed is i i say it's a good thing it's worth every penny of the 99 pennies that it costs for each one of these gallons i'm i have no no beef with it whatsoever but the thing is when I have a hot tip for you. I know, you know, Please. obviously you go through at least one of these gallon jugs a day, right? The student becoming the teacher. I love it. Um, Yeah, yeah. I try to look, I basically have a full gallon and then I'm also um, flirting with sparkling water after I finish. I, I, as a reward for finishing my gallon, I start to mm-hmm. dip into the to the ice cold blue LaCroix. The pure unflavored LaCroix. La that is your treat once you're a good boy and you drink your whole gallon as your base coat layer. Yes, And exactly. then anything else on top of that is just cake. Free yummy cake. It is merely free hydration. Okay, well here's my tip for you, Chris. So you got all these empties kicking around in the Porsche. You got all these empties kicking around in the Porsche. What are we going to do with them 
the the sooner you guzzle that gallon, the sooner you have a bathroom, and you can just go ahead and hog into that hole and and wee away. Oh, you're suggesting that much like a gamer whose body shuts down from sitting for too long, uh-huh. instead of instead of getting out of the eames, I should just piss right there in the bottle. If you're on Sepulveda off the off the four oh five. And you're you're eyeballing the clock in the Telluride. Yeah. You're eyeballing the clock in the <laughs> the all new in the all new Kia Telluride, which is you know good luck getting your the hands hottest, on that one. The hottest car in America right now. Yes, and, so and you're, you're saying, yeah, you're looking down the barrel of a loaded gun, and you're saying, you know what, WeHo is a long ways away, and I don't think I'm going to make it. I'm I'm going to have to pinch and squirt off into the uh, the business end of a Whole Foods gallon container. I mean, I, I appreciate the sustainability aspect that you're bringing to the table. Honestly, I didn't even think about that angle. Wow, go me, <laughs> go Jason, as always. But unfortunately, I'm um I've literally never done that in my life because that's how much of a. Yeah, no, not even on a on a hardcore tour. Back of the van, they always pull over for black. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, when when you're when you're the singer, band leader, tour manager, business manager, and regular manager, you kind of are making the calls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we're only pulling over to the finest uh, truck stops uh, that have not only regular bathrooms but showers as well, which I would never use. But it's just <laughs> nice to know they're there. You know. Nothing worse than a truck stop, man. The smell of burnt coffee is better than the smell of of truck stop, and also better than the smell of a McDonald's or something else. Ooh. You know that that's that's amen to that. I, a pike, a nice a nice Pike's Place roast tickling the nostrils is. You know, is, you've been talking, you've been mentioning Pike, the Pike Place roast a lot lately, Chris. What's going on with that? Well, it's just a brand pillar for the Starbucks Corporation. Mm-hmm. I don't, but uh, you know, for somebody who mentions it a lot, I don't even know if you have a f- complete grasp on the flavor profile. I, I would say I don't actually. I would say I, I probably don't. I, unfortunately, I haven't. I haven't had a, a, a piping cuppa uh, okay. from from Howard Schultz's Starbucks in in year. I only read his. Well, books Chris, now. I got one question and one question on the full, only for you. How do you sleep at night? Well, that's the thing, Jason. I sleep well because I'm not having a f- 4 p.m. Pike's place. <laughs> See, that's the trick, Chief. Um, um, okay, but I am. I am actually having a, a rare, um, you know, pre 3 p.m. mud can. As we speak, pre three, you, you're normally drinking your mud after three p.m. Well, no, I'm usually having an afternoon coffee between two and three p.m. Um, whether it, whether it be mud or a, a maru or a sight glass or a are you are you telling me that sis is moving a little slow today? Honestly, Jason, I yesterday the heat blast. I'm feeling it today. My connection, my my combination of a strength training workout with uh, some meetings and then a two hour session on the courts with you at the heat of the day. Mm-hmm. I was a shell of a man when I came home. Don't sleep on those meetings. You can't sleep on the meetings because those require, of course, mental fortitude, which is as important as physical. I'm, gl- I'm actually thank you for saying that. After coming straight home from my La Jolla staycation. Where I did also get blasted by the sun a little bit, you know, lounging poolside, drinking my Aperol spritzes and whatnot. Mm. And then going straight into 90-degree tennis, I felt road hard and hung up. What if there? We need a new phrase that is more severe than road hard and hung up wet because that's what I was feeling. Road hard and hung up. Maybe maybe our guest will be able to help us spitball. He's more of a rider than we are, but I'm gonna say I was I was I was murdered with a gun and then hung up wet. <laughs> I was merely a corpse hanging on the eaves. My, my coffin was buried wet, while yeah. the coffin is still wet. That's what I was feeling. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I it felt. Me up. I wanted. To, I wanted to do some stuff around the house, but unfortunately, I I could barely shower. You wanted to do some stuff around the house, like what? Find find out where that task rabbit is. Uh, no, I wanted was to, supposed to be here at seven thirty. I just don't get it. Oh, I wanted to open some Amazon packages, <laughs> but I could, you know, I could barely lift my, yeah. my trigger finger to get the That's box cutter tough. open. And you, and of course, you were losing light quick. And, I was, I was losing light. I don't light. know but how luckily, we're gonna get these shots off. Luckily for all of us, the Aleve uh, back and muscle pain relief 250-count bottle did arrive. Chris, come on. That's that's a gateway drug if, is what it sounds like to me. I'm not snorting them. No, I didn't snort any of them. No, but I the way that my body is feeling right now, because we're in the middle of a summer pump, and it is just it's it's pain all day. I have to manage it somehow, Jason. Yeah, I picked up some um, some Advil twos. You ever fuck with the with the doses? Ad, the Advil two it combines ibuprofen 
as well as acetaminophen. Are you familiar with this product? That seems crazy. Normally, the Advil, it's kind of like a uh, a nice dark peach, light red color. It's a sweet, mm-hmm. shiny pill. This one is more of a mm-hmm. an off-white football that has kind of some uh, don't, squared don't off say edges. Football. Not unlike an iPhone 4. And I'm you're not, giving yourself away as a former Xanax user. I don't know what you're talking fo- about, brother. I mean, footballs are for pussies, but that's a different I know conversation. That, I know. <laughs> Ironically, it's true. I'm only kicking two field goals at one time, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, you do know your sports, Chris. That's pretty impressive. I guess we can introduce our guest shortly, but two things. Lil Baby just got popped for weed in Paris after looking like a clown with James Harden in the ugliest Balenciaga clothes I've ever seen. You're talking about Le Baby? Le, um, Le Baby? Un Petit Baby? Un Petit Baby? Croissant? Rappel. Very good rappel. And then also, I just saw some pictures of Harry Styles on the yacht with, with his new chick, and he was wearing the Nike running the, the nike like marathon shorts with the high cut on the side as swimming trunks which is something to consider uh that's actually what i wear as my swimming trunks not not the two inch inseam but I, the those little five inch cuties that you see me wearing sometimes mm-hmm. those are those are my my swimmers i i have to wear a proper bathing suit just because that's kind of how i'm trained um i thought you were more of a hurley board shorts with ethi- who trained you chris <laughs> i i saw i've seen you popping out of the pool with uh your ethica boxer briefs poking out of the hurley board shorts so don't even don't you know, front, speaking like- of speaking of ethica <laughs> uh, um, one thing i did notice which is one of like the most f- fucked up things that i've seen since I spent a lot of time by the pool this week, mm-hmm. I saw a few guys wear wearing their their swimming trunks with the briefs with the boxer. Yeah, briefs. it was they had they had the board shorts on, but then you could see the Hanes underwear mm-hmm. underneath it. And I'm like, fam, what's the point of that? Why are you doing that? Is it a never nude meets a bro situation? I I think so, but it's also like when a fatty would keep their shirt on. You know what I mean? It, it's similar. Maybe maybe you're scared that the hog could make an appearance if you if your cannonball goes awry. But if you're a fatty, the hog is all you got. I'm flaunting that thing because it's like, well, you know. No, no, no. The, the body ain't much to look at, but I do have a penis, so you know, something. <laughs> something I do. To gr- and it's something to grow on. I do have a regular penis, so that's good. Um, we do have we do have a guest today, and this might be the most triple OG we've ever had as far as this format goes. Mm-hmm. Um, you you guys probably know Tom Sharpling uh, from the best show, long you know, running radio program, the year two thousand on the WFMU. Uh, now, of course, it's a podcast. Um, his co host is is a legendary drummer, John Worcester. He's in Super Chunk, uh, mm-hmm. Bob Mold, the Mountain Goats. Um, and I was doing a little research for this episode and I realized that those two guys met at a, at a show. Listen to this lineup. Mm-hmm. My Bloody Valentine Pavement Super Chunk. Has there ever been anything more for me than that? Oh, wow, wow. I mean, the only thing that would make it more for you is like if, if like the food court area had like a nice selection of water or like vegan treats or something, but otherwise. I know. Yeah. Perfect lineup. Perfect lineup. Uh, but Tom, we're celebrating Tom's new book, It Never Ends, A Memoir with Nice Memories, uh, which came <laughs> out, I believe, this week, and he's fucking everywhere. My man is is doing everything. But of course, what what is a press tour, Jason, without stopping by how long gone? You know, I see your little pitchfork shit, mm. you know what I mean? Your little New York Times thing or whatever, you know, but all that other press is really bad. Yeah, yeah, it's really bad. But you came here to talk about wearing boxer briefs with uh with, with bathing suits and other important stuff. And I know he's a I know he's a big beach guy, so we'll probably get into all yeah, that. He's, stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a big beach guy. He I think he lives in, in, in Venice, so we can we can unpack <laughs> that. We can we can get to the bottom well, he of, doesn't, of, of I mean he's a New Yorker, but whenever he's in LA, that's where his pied de terre is, I believe. I believe I believe tom actually lives in la now because he's a member of the comedy community and you have to real talk here. i think con- i think contractually you have to live here if you're a member of the comedy community Damn. i mean Mulaney's here if we see tom on the bike in, in at the equinox in glendale i'll start to worry but anyway <laughs> let's let's uh let's give tom a call and see what he's up to how long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at better help jason better help you know the summer travel season is coming up Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we were spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. 
I have two wives inside of me, and uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Tom Sharpling, welcome to the show. How the hell are you, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm having a little knee pain right now, but uh, and, you know, yesterday was real, real hot, wasn't it? Other than that, I'm doing pretty well, though. Good, good. I'm glad I was worried about your knee. Get in line. It's been a long, uh, treacherous journey for him. But are you, are you in LA, Tom? I heard a rumor that you live here. That is more than a rumor. That can be confirmed. <laughs> it's fact. So, Cali Swag is in the building. What part of town are we in? If you don't want, if you don't mind mentioning. Oh, I don't want to say where I'm at. I don't want. You maniacs tracking me down. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, do you, could you uh, at least east side, west side, north side, south side? Are you a South LA guy? Um, no, it's east. It's east. <clears throat> well, I'm in Glendale for full transparency. Okay. Just to let you know. Chris is over in Beechwood just to set the setting for you. Mm -hmm. Glendale, you got a lot of nice things. You got a Trader Joe's, <laughs> and we got more than one sweetheart. California Pizza Kitchen. <laughs> living the dream out there yeah i had to work hard to get this view um so tom obviously this has been a big week for you uh we just kind of wanted to get a temp check on how you're doing i know it's 
kind of like a milestone moment in your life. Um, so like first thoughts, feelings, emotions now that Cosby's free, like how are you feeling? <laughs> well, it was a long fight, but <laughs> we, <laughs> we gave it. No, it's, that's the worst thing that ever happened. I, I think about that, and it's just it's nauseating. It really is. I'm not super clear on how it happened. Is it is it like a loophole situation? It's a funny thing how money works. Uh, <laughs> I'll just, I'm gonna you little. It kind of fixes things that people without money can't get fixed. Mm-hmm. It's weird how that works. Yeah, it is quite a bummer. We were actually talking about this off pod in our friendly group chat about. He he meant Cosby mentioned that he was going to come back and do shows. Do you think that that's a thing that is actually going to come to fruition, or venues going to willingly feature him and you know have concert tickets available at the box office and the whole thing, or is that is it dead in the water? What do you think? I think any kind of conventional um, ticketing a, uh, uh, structure and and. Uh these these national like booking things now it's so corporatized it's like i i I couldn't picture them getting uh in back in business with him live live niche isn't going to touch that one with a 10-foot pole no no i think cosby's going to be like pearl jam in the 90s and fight the good (laughs) fight the good fight sure uh, and destroy Ticketmaster. yeah once and for all they did a Ticketmaster. they beat Ticketmaster and they went under and now there's no service charges on anything (laughs) it's like no that was you can't win these fights we could all thank eddie for that yeah pearl jam went thank to you, the eddie. mat i'm glad they did at least it at least it shines a light on it but it's <laughs> i don't know if you're gonna ever win those fights so tom you've um you've been podcasting for a long time and obviously took some time to write this book and now that it's out do you feel is like is podcasting new and fresh and exciting for you? Do you feel like you were neglecting the old pod before, or were you able to kind of manage both? I don't know. I've struck a balance with both. I mean, there were the book wasn't anything that knocked me off point with the best show. Um, twenty twenty, the larger issues in twenty twenty knocked me off <laughs> target because having to kind of scramble and figure out how the show would work and how to do it. Uh, not in a studio and but try to maintain as many elements as possible like that that was a bigger uh a bigger curveball than anything the book brought my way do you do you like remote podcasting now or no. have you enjoyed some no you don't like it i don't <laughs> i wish i was you got to do it fucking live i like doing it live and i do do it live I do the best show live still we figure it out but it's, it's a little more bare bones because of that but i'm okay with that and and there'll be another We'll be back in a studio and doing it properly soon. Yeah, we well, we started this podcast in quarantine, so remote is kind of all we know. But I have podcasted before in person many a time. Mm-hmm. I've found personally that it, it's easier for me to talk to people without being able to look them in the eyes. You can kind of say stuff that you might be afraid to mention in front of somebody you know something that might make them angry mm-hmm. you know what i mean have you experienced any of that at all or not so much yeah i'll say stuff to people i don't care you don't give a flying <laughs> shit what am I gonna do? no i do care i do care but i also i think anything i would say to them face I, anything i would say over a zoom i i would hope that i w- would say to their face also but I'm not. I'm not saying outrageous <laughs> stuff. I think it relaxes. I think that relaxes the guest to an extent. You can wear your comfy sweatpants. You can have your beverage in front of you. Your kitty is purring on your lap. You, you can look out your window into your backyard, and mm-hmm. it's it's more relaxing than being in some some fussy studio in Westwood or something like that. You know, that's where you record your show. No, I never recorded my show <laughs> in Westwood. Where did you get that from? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say lucky guess, but not not so lucky. I guess a fussy studio in Westwood. I don't even know where Westwood is. I don't know. Okay, so you really are an East Sider. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where anything is out here. How how new is this relocation from the East Coast? It's like a year, a year and a half, and here I am, and I showed up, and then a pandemic showed up right behind me, and I never got to like really go surfing, hang out. <laughs> I didn't get to go so oh if only this stupid coronavirus had stopped me from all my surfing 
that I was going to do. I mean, <laughs> yes, I would have been out there doing my thing. <laughs> but the if not for the, the pandemic, mm-hmm. I would have be the king of yeah. the ocean. <laughs> Me and my board. <laughs> right? I get my sex wax. Okay. Yeah, see, you're and not. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm unfortunately my surfing career hasn't taken off yet either, but I'm a little intimidated by the open water. Yeah, I'm scared as hell of the ocean. Are you scared of the ocean, Tom? I'm scared of the ocean. No, no you're good. I'm fine with it. I'm scared of everything and nothing at the same time. I'm ready to go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> if a shark takes me out, so be it. Fuck it. At least it'll be a, a glorious way to go. Tom, we we talked about this a, uh, a few days ago. What are your thoughts on roller coasters? Do you think they're worth it? Not so worth it? You a thrill seeker, coaster head? Uh, I like a roller coaster now and again. I can't do uh, multiple uh, ones. Like if I like if I go to a, like a, to a, a park mm-hmm. and they have all the rides, there I I cap out at a point and I yeah they lose their appeal. But I like a few get a few in and then that's that you're not going to stack them all day i like to hear that i'm a coaster enthusiast sure are you a member of ace uh (laughs) (laughs) i am uh, i am i'm I'm a card carrying member of ace uh but i i received some shame from my co-host as well as some Mm -hmm. listeners to this podcast that they they thought my coaster enthusiasm was either fake or stupid well yeah i could understand i could understand uh it's it's such a cool thing that you to be a roller coaster fan that you would fake that <laughs> that you really would go so far out of your way for some stolen valor yeah coaster. coaster style stolen valor claiming you went on roller coasters it's 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 the one of the least cool things ever <laughs> and people are c- accusing you of faking yeah. it you know i don't know if if you feel the same way i hate our listeners so it's not a surprise I don't know your listeners. I don't know if I hate. Them. I don't hate my listeners. My listeners are outstanding. Are there are there any other people who sort of like actively vocally hate their their fans or listeners other than you, Chris? I'm sure there are. I mean, it's called negging. It's a very popular thing. Name some names. Nothing comes top of mind. Maybe I'm a trailblazer. This could be your moment. You I'm- are the one. Who mm-hmm. hates your fans? You know who probably hates their fans is Louis C.K. Because um, <laughs> he had all these like urbane, these or he kind of courted like this urbane audience and had all these fancy people. He's hanging out with Paul Simon and all that, and then just like, and then now his fan base is just like people he would never want to meet. Yeah, are the only people that are still going to see his shows just stinky pedophiles and stuff like that yeah and he's like i don't want to hang out with these guys at all you get a whole new fan base that you don't want but you know mm-hmm. they still are buying tickets so it's it's you have no choice yeah it's kind of like being like a fox news correspondent you know like the checks are coming in but you don't want to really hang out with the with the core audience and that's one of the things with like uh, uh donald trump where he just like mm-hmm. this guy's so obsessed with like losers and winners <laughs> and losers there's no way he doesn't look at the people that like the celebrities that he knows scott bayo is a loser yeah mm-hmm. like like he's so he's so consumed by just like LeBron James is a loser. It's, oh yeah, he's what a loser. Believe, what a what he's, a complete failure. LeBron that James guy is, is literally a winner. Like more than maybe yes, anybody else. Is. Like literally a winner. He, yes. <laughs> he's the definition of success. And but he's got to deal with my pillow guy, mm-hmm. Scott Bayo, Dean Kane, and pretend <laughs> Ted Nugent. And he's pretending that these are winners somehow. Like he knows they're just total losers that's got to eat him up inside he's like bruce springsteen's a yeah bruce springsteen's a loser (laughs) yeah boy what a flop that guy turned out to be i've unfortunately i've never seen ted nugent live but i've heard i've heard good things you think he's a 78 year old man playing uh shirtless on stage wango tango you think he's past it he watched the window come and go (laughs) life has passed him by yeah I'm going to say, yeah, he's he's peaked. Donald Trump is I think that's the whole thing, because, you know, he was he's like born in Queens and just I think he's trying to deny his whole thing. So it, it all tracks. You know, he's always wanted to be 
in with Bruce Springsteen and those types. And unfortunately, he he missed his window. He was though. I was thinking about this the other day because he was. I, I forget that that reality show was the. It was the most popular show on television. I was writing recaps of that thing for Vulture, so it was. I was. Tr- tr- it was like this show was like sinking to the middle of the pack in terms of audience size and he was still talking about how it was like the number one show on television it's like no but it was for like for like a for like a season or two it was definitely top Mm -hmm. so yeah look he's an incredibly successful you could until 2020 you could make an argument he was the most successful american ever he ran for office once and it was president and he won (laughs) it's like that's that's insanely successful that is that is very successful to not move up the ranks from like school board you know um that is that is he (laughs) skipped the line if if you will yes what who's your favorite contestant on the show if you're writing these recaps are you an omarosa head or no omarosa a little too on the nose for for my liking Mm -hmm. uh just I was more of a uh, more in the underground. I like who did I like? I like Marley Maitland was nice. She the deaf gal. She is yes. Yeah, she's great. Mm. Hilarious. I love her on the West Wing. She was on West Wing. She was on Seinfeld. She was on many. That's things. right. I remember that. What other shows were you recapping during this time? I feel like I was glued to the TV, so I would love to chop it up. My Vulture days consisted of one season of celebrity apprentice <laughs> i didn't i didn't have i didn't have it in me to keep doing because i would watch the show at like it would come on at nine at night i'd watch it and i would basically pull an all-nighter writing this thing <laughs> trying to make it funny and then i'd hand it in in the morning i'd fall asleep for a little bit then they'd kick back some notes i'd address the notes and then it's like, what am I doing here? I'm getting a hundred dollars <laughs> to write these things, and my health has been le- like s- legitimately compromised by this experience. Yeah, you're, and you're not you're not covering the Sopranos or something like that, where you know America waits with bated breath on what what what's going on. I'm writing about meatloaf, <laughs> meatloaf trying to sell hot dogs, meatloaf running a hot dog cart, and I'm I'm literally not sleeping. You've got the candlelight going to the typewriter. You glass of scotch next to you cranking away like hunter s thompson <laughs> cigarillo hanging out of the corner of my mouth well the recapping industry is bigger than it ever has been you were i think you were on the front lines of that because that is like that's a whole industry now not front line but i was it was 10 years ago so it was it was it was not what it has become now now it is uh you can make your claim to being a a fancy recapper i guess these recappers they walk past the velvet rope now at the club and just breeze in you're making six figures recapping rupaul's drag race no question Oh, absolutely they see you coming and they're just like oh my goodness it's the (laughs) you the riverdale the person who recaps riverdale come right right this right this way wouldn't mind getting that gig uh, well, let's let's talk about this book, my friend. It's a collection of stories, memoir-ish style. Is is that safe to say? I haven't picked it up yet, unfortunately. It just came out a couple days ago, right? Yeah, no, that's fair to say. It's a stories throughout my life, and and uh, it's funny. How could it not be funny? <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. How can it not be? Funny? <laughs> well, it's very easy. I could tell you about a hundred ways it could have not been funny. <laughs> And sometimes it wasn't when I was writing it. I was like, I think I figured out how this could not be funny. And it was <laughs> the thing I just wrote. Um, and that's that's more so because of the subject matter, not because of your comedic abilities, I'm assuming. Well, I tried to strike a balance with stuff and make it as funny as I could, no matter what the subject was. So, yeah. And there's some less hilarious stretches than others, but it's it's all in there. And I think that the, even the... The more serious things are are funny ish. It's I tried to thread everything together also. So it has like a everything feels like it's a part of a larger narrative. Everything isn't just standalone. But it but it parts are, but on the whole Suck on that, David Sedaris. Exactly. I couldn't <laughs> shine my shoes. <laughs> what was the so this process, what are we talking? Two, three years? Good two, good two years. Yeah, like almost three. Definitely two. Um, on and off, sometimes more on than off, and depending on whether I had a day job at the time. Did we do any writer's getaways? Did you get a cabin somewhere? J-Tree? 
You hit up J Tree, didn't you? I did not hit up J Tree. I did. Uh, <laughs> I did sign up for WeWork, and I was hanging out with the WeWork crew, and we would. No shit. No, I didn't do WeWork. The book would have been about <laughs> me jumping out a window. That doc. Did you see that documentary? WeWork. I loved. I loved every second of it. I truly. Couldn't get enough of him. And you know who I really like to think is underappreciated is his wife. Yes, she because she um You fine? No. She brought some <laughs> <laughs> she brought extra, some much needed lack of levity to everything. Yes, yeah. She's extra twisted. She might be more twisted than him. Yeah, or or I think they are two very different twisted people who twist together <laughs> just perfectly. <laughs> Somehow they they snap together like a Yeah. Like disjointed fucking. puzzle or something. That's what I call true love. But he's still rich, right? Like he's fine, kind of. Oh my god, they they are both so rich from this thing. <laughs> they sold their thing, and they get all these. They got tens of millions of dollars on the way out. In mul- I was reading the numbers on it. They are so set, and they're just on to the next thing. I mean, that's all those demented founders. It's like they're just going to do it again, and people are going to fall for it. That's why they're Christ-like figures. And I'm going to let them. Yeah. It's like this cult of personality, though, with these mm-hmm. dudes where they just like, they're immediately like, I came up with an idea for offices. And then everybody's <laughs> like, great. Oh, that's such a cool idea. Here's my next idea. We all live together. <laughs> what? It's like, <laughs> and then here's my next idea. We educate your children. <laughs> and you're like, okay, uh, feels a little bit like an overstep uh, here from office space. That sounds a whole lot like a school. Yeah, well, it sounds a whole lot like a cult. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, the, the scenes of the apartment where they like, no one leaves because they're like, why would we leave? Yeah. Is, is really twisted stuff. Like, that's the, that's the most eye opening part where they're like, it just feels like a, a never ending episode of the real world. Yeah. And there's a, there's a moment that was particularly uh, chilling would be <laughs> when a visitor comes in and orders a cappuccino at their coffee bar <laughs> and then they give him an espresso. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, no, I ordered the cappuccino. The other dude, we work man ordered the espresso. And they're like, he thinks that, uh, espresso is cappuccino and the cappuccino is espresso so when somebody orders a cappuccino that means es- espresso here. <laughs> and it's like i forgot about so that rather than somebody say to him it's like hey uh that's a cappuccino that's an espresso they're like no we decided to redefine what these beverages are in- uh, in, instead of telling him he's wrong his old security is like trust me honey just go with it it's not worth it that's what it really felt like it like it and it's not worth it moment could you imagine you live in that place you're just like i'd like an oh yeah an es- espresso is what i want <laughs> but meanwhile you're just like that's a cappuccino <laughs> but we work man he thinks it's an espresso uh tom what um what is your are you a morning rider are you a nighttime rider uh probably more night than morning yeah i gotta get gotta rev up the old engine and get uh get a couple errands out of the way and okay then i'm good to do it okay okay what kind of errands are we running on a day-to-day basis? And also, are we revving up with coffee? Are we oh, a tea? Are we a matcha guy? Coffee. We got coffee. A kid and coffee. I go to the thing and I get an espresso, <laughs> which is actually a cappuccino. Uh-huh. I get. An, I get. An, I order an oat milk espresso at Intelligentsia. Don't, tell, and, yeah. don't talk to me until I've had my espresso. I have a shirt that says "Me before coffee," <laughs> and I put it on. Me before coffee, and it's just a picture of. Of the Kraken from uh, Clash of the Titans, and yeah. he's mad, and because he didn't have his coffee yet. <laughs> uh-huh. And then on the back it says "Me after coffee." And it's the Kraken sitting there with a nice, nice latte, and Kraken looks happy. He's more, more of a happy, well balanced Kraken after that. Yes, exactly. So yeah, I do some. I do coffee. I'll go. 
Hit the dry cleaners. To the store, the dry cleaners, the post office, any any number of, of errands. It probably changes on a day-to-day basis as well. Oh, of course. I'm not going to the dry cleaner every day. <laughs> <laughs> what a... What am I wearing? Suits every day. You like clothes as much as the next guy, but let's let's slow down. Of course, I'm a clothes horse. Everybody <laughs> knows that. That doesn't even need to be said. But, <laughs> but. you're probably getting dressed every day. If we if we're being honest. <laughs> oh, at this point, it's seven days a week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting on different clothes. I'm putting on clothes. I'm putting on clothes that are different than the clothes I wore all day when I go to bed. <laughs> And then I get up and I put different clothes on than what I went to bed in, and they're different than what I wore the previous day during the day. Your That's your dedication crazy. to fashion is exhausting me. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It really. It's now that I'm saying it, I think I might have a little bit of a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't even know what the closet like. How do you manage the closet space? Because I feel like you know I don't, I don't know. That seems like it's going to require a lot of a lot of square footage. It, it does, and that's why I moved mm. into my dry cleaners, <laughs> and I can just press that button, mm-hmm. and the clothes come rolling by. Yeah, <laughs> and I can see them all my clothes rolling past me, and then I hit the red button, and then it stops, and then I take whatever's in front of me and I put it on. Very very clueless style. Or or when Tommy Lee had the Starbucks put into his house on MTV's Cribs, it has that kind of energy as well. It does have that. Yeah, Tommy Lee was, when he had that Starbucks installed, mm-hmm. because oh, baby. everybody knows it's the the logo that makes the coffee not <laughs> <laughs> not a, a skilled barista. Yeah. That was the, one of the dumbest things when he's a, <laughs> I got a Starbucks in my house. It's like, no, you don't have a Starbucks in your house. You have a Starbucks sign. <laughs> Although it would be great if, if he ended up like if when you're searching maps, uh, like, you're, like, like you type in Starbucks near me, and then, and then somehow you actually end up at Tommy Lee's house. Technically, that is a Starbucks. Tommy's what like, want, I, I regret, looking back, I regret putting that live on, on the Google Maps. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. It's because I'm a private guy. I'm in the weeds over here. Do you re- I got a real rush. I am getting <laughs> I'm getting hammered. <laughs> we're, we're out of soy milk, and this thing is going off the rails. Out of soy milk. I got no, I got, how about almond? I could do almond milk <laughs> with that. And I'm out of the... Uh, you do uh you do a perfect tommy lee by the way oh well that's (laughs) i've been known for for that is i really i've done a loop work for adr for him um when he can't finish a a job i'll go in and just read the loop lines Mm -hmm. off of like uh, they project it and i'll i'll just kind of sync it with his actual uh mm-hmm. uh lip movements you're you're the doctor they call when it's time yes it's like it's like i'm a i'm a uh, a dent and bumper man as they say mm-hmm. where i come in and i knock the dings out they pay me well and then i'm <laughs> on to the next one speaking of that did you did you um record your own audiobook yourself or did you hire a, a, an actor or an actress no, I went to a, a fussy studio. Where was it again? Westwood. A fuss, uh, what did yeah. you say? Uh, West, yeah, it was Westwood. Westwood. That's where all the e-books are, are created. I went to a place in Burbank and did it. Oh, we're and talking. I did the recording for it. Yeah. It was very exciting. I, I, I spent a lot of time in Burbank, so that makes me happy to hear that. So so you did it yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you have a very uh, distinct voice and way of speaking. Like, how, how do you think you might describe that? Oh, I don't know. It's just my voice. I've been using it for my whole life. Was this just a budget thing? Like, was Ewan McGregor not available, or did you want to do this? Yeah, we got priced out of the marketplace. The the heavy hitters I was chasing after, uh, we couldn't we couldn't meet their their uh, their rate. Mm-hmm. So I ended up having to step in and do it myself. No, I was always going to do it. <laughs> I do a podcast. I talk. I can't can't get somebody else to read. No, this but thing. it would have been pretty funny if John Hamm did it like it was a Mercedes commercial. You know, would it have been really a- been that funny? Three hours in. <laughs> no, that's a. It good It would have been funny if you saw. It'd be funny if you saw. It's like, oh, that's funny. John Hamm did it. That's hilarious. And then wait, I got to listen to John Hamm read nine and a half hours of this guy's story. <laughs> After a while, the bloom comes off the rose. That's true. But uh, yeah, I guess if once you finally write that book, it's done. It's in the can, as they say. Yes. 
I mean, it's almost psychotic not to read it yourself. You know, that's like taking your victory lap after the old Indy 500. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta take your old victory lap. And this is a victory lap. Mm-hmm. A 28 hour victory lap. <laughs> Five nights in a row. Mm-hmm. What a victory lap that was. Reading the same sentence <laughs> over and over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who was in the lab the with victory you? Victory was in the air. <laughs> who was in the lab? Well, a guy who was a great engineer uh-huh. was there and he was just like and the way it works is it's not like you they're like oh right, let's do two takes of that paragraph it's like you just read straight through until you flub something and then he'll go okay uh yeah you messed that up i'm gonna back it up a second and then you hear <laughs> it the previous two sentences oh that's nice and you get you kind of get played back in we call that in the business, Tom, we call that we're going to punch you in right here. Yes, they punched me in. Thank you. I don't have the lingo down yet. So it's, um, so it's kind of like when you see the wave coming when you're out there surfing and you kind of have to hop right on. They give you two sentences and you kind of click back in. I never had a chance to learn the surfing. Why are you taunting me like this? <laughs> I feel like I'm being singled out because of the pandemic. I couldn't go to a surf shop and buy a thirteen thousand dollars surfboard <laughs> which i don't know how much they cost they can I'm be assuming. pricey they can be yeah. pricey depending on you know <laughs> Some if it's of them ha- can get up there i think you're a, you strike me as like a hand-shaped guy so you'd probably want something on the higher nothing end nothing off the rack i want a board that says on the bottom of it something like suck it sharks and like a shark would see that and be just like oh suck it sharks mm. dumbass yeah you would use your surfboard as is a form of, of protest towards the shark community, letting them know that they're lesser than. Just they, they, Somebody's got to keep these sharks in their place. <laughs> they've had it too good for too long, I'll say it. They really have. For, for, for millennia, they've had it. <laughs> good king of the sea. I don't know about that. It's a load of crock. You got, do you have any, um, any LA-specific questions, inquiries? Is there something that you've been trying to find in town that you haven't been able to yet that we might be able to help you out with? Yeah, this is actually a great opportunity. Where would I find, for example, um, I, I grew up with these East Coast uh, diners. And these ones out here are, I don't know what they're supposed to be. They're all like retro. First, like There's no like one that feels like it's in present day. Every <laughs> diner in <laughs> um, the East Coast is exists in present day. Like no one's in a costume and they're not, the walls aren't covered with pictures of George Lucas directing American graffiti. <laughs> like, okay. like we don't we don't need a '57 Chevy parked in the in the front driveway. Chicks on roller skates. That's exactly it. Yeah, I, all of the trappings like that seem to mm-hmm. seem to permeate a fair amount of these so-called diners out here. Where it's got to be a retro experience. You're looking for a, a diner for today. I'm looking for a place where you walk in and you say. I would like to order a sandwich, please. And then it's not they're not in costume and mm-hmm. you don't have to get up and dance to uh Duke of Earl and <laughs> everybody's not it's not and they're just like oh, what what flavor milkshake you want with that? Milkshake? I don't want a milkshake. You're gonna have a milkshake with lunch? <laughs> Like, what do you think? Like, what, what do you? What kind of life do you think I'm you're like, living? All right, Tom, you want a you want a cherry on top of your malt, and you're like, it's eleven thirty <laughs> yeah, exactly, on yeah. a Tuesday. <laughs> exactly. Thank but you. You're, you're like, looking for a you're looking for like a, a sandwich. You're not looking for like two eggs over easy with some hash browns, or both of those are up. Are, no, are, both of those. It, I should it should be uh should be the option should be there for me. Okay, so so a non non novelty diner, perhaps. Yes. Yeah, we don't have those. So next. <laughs> next yes, question I so. really i mean like the 90s you had the the heyday of diners in la with the with swingers and fred 62 mm-hmm. you know you're familiar with the swing dancing movement i like fred i like fred 62 yeah that's the closest they come it does here. have some retro energy though but i feel like the, di- yeah. the midday diner i feel like in la a diner is is geared towards a late night crowd if you know what i'm saying and i think that the the lunchtime crowd is maybe uh ignored yeah yeah we're just picking up a sweet green salad on the go to our uh, pilates class you know what i mean but what about uh we're we're both kind of into fitness and exercising and stuff like that what do you have uh 
lined up as part of your regimen on a day-to-day basis, Tom? Basically, when it comes to fitness, I look at it as you could do a lot of a little or you could go just go for it. And I tend I go to the gym and I set the leg thing at like like 2000 pounds okay. and I do one of those and then then I'm good for the month. And then then I do the same with arms. Yeah. I'll go back the next night, do the same thing, set it around 1800 1900 pounds. <laughs> I do one of them, and it's like, yeah, that was good enough. I'll see you next month. And you're month. doing this at night, you said. You do, you're a late. I go at night. Like night stuff. 1 a.m. Yeah. to 5 a.m. Yeah, you, you strike me as a 24-hour fitness kind of guy. You kind of want to scan in. You want to have the place to yourself. You don't want to deal with the front desk staff or a towel service. If you're doing 2,000 pounds, you don't want to kind of scare off the competition, so it's best to go later on. Okay, that, that makes sense. That's exactly Well, I, I didn't realize this, but I think what he's saying, Jason, is that actually he's using all of the weights that are available in the gym yes so you have you have to go when no one else is there and if i can't find a machine that goes that high i will if it's arm day then i usually lift an elliptical machine (laughs) with each arm i i i lift one and then the big problem is sometimes i'm so strong Mm -hmm. i smash it into the roof of the gym sure yeah, yeah and then there's just damage to the ceiling it's like structural structural damage yeah to the gym and they get really mad when they come in in the morning and they see an elliptical machine stuck yeah in the roof um, yeah. that's what they yell he did it again yeah did it again they go to the computer type in the see who who scanned their little scanner when they came in oh uh-huh. they get to the bottom of it pretty quick that rat bastard he did it again <laughs> I think I want to get one of those huge <laughs> truck tires, like those enormous truck tires, mm-hmm. right? Monster size. A 300. We call that, Tom, we call that the 300 workout. The 300 workout, okay. It's named after the film, so you, you would take that to a parking lot and you would just flip that thing mm-hmm. over and over and over until you yeah. until you can't anymore. Now, that movie is called 300. Why? Because that's because of the people that are fans of it. That's their collective IQ. <laughs> is that what that is? Look. For that movie? Now, that's a, that's a spectacularly dumb movie. Tom, I know you're coming for me. I've actually never seen the film, but I have looked at the workouts on menshealth.com just to check them out. Speaking of bad movies, we were talking earlier about the Fast fast franchise. I, th- I think it's quite bad. I really hate Vin Diesel. Where do you stand on it? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't care for those movies. Um, I did see Hobbs and Shaw in the theater. I did enjoy that, but it was... Really? But it was like you're, la- you're laughing at it. It's just like, there's a point where it's like, they're like they're not good (laughs) but it's just like it's big and it's almost like they're the trump of movies in a way where they're just too big to fail now Mm -hmm. they're like we just got to keep rolling with this thing we can't call it on we can't call it for what it is because the whole thing will come collapsing i think the only reason it's still around is because paul walker died i think that kept those movies going for longer than they would Mm -hmm. have or maybe it's the fact that they make more money than all other movies combined as well now with the the, yeah and the, the, the way this works with the consolidation of all these corporations it's just like what is the first what is going to be the first one to just smash franchise into franchise? I feel like it's going to be like Marvel versus Star Wars will happen in the next 10 years, right? Definitely. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like it'll literally be what if Marvel characters fought Star Wars characters? Batman and C-3PO, they're, they're tangling. Yeah, and then Fast and the Furious, it's like you could put that in... Like that could be in like Mission Impossible world or something, right? Don't give this away for free. Um, your world building is no. is loco. They can have it. They can have all. Of it. Well, now you got the book deal, small potatoes. Yeah. Well, I had the book deal. We're we're concluding <laughs> the book deal. Right? Are, now. are you saying the final payment after on your publishing date was received? I've not received it yet. But. <laughs> We're coming to the work. I would call your bank if you. I, don't know I if mean, you, they're good for it. I'm that Zell is going to come through any any day now. <laughs> yeah, that Zell. I'll just keep refreshing Zell and see <laughs> where is it. I checked my Zell. It's still not there yet. Uh, guys, I uh, was calling again. I uh, I contacted Zell and they said everything looks good on their end. There's no. There's no problem. Yeah, the really... part about uh, the literary world they don't tell you about, you know? Yeah. 
10 hours a day on the corn on the horn with zell speaking of book deals was this a one and done book deal or did you get picked up for multiple releases no this is one and done this is not any sort of they were not exactly they were not exactly taking me off the market uh, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it was not it was not a it was not a not a pressing concern uh-huh. to make sure they locked me up right 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 we can't let this guy out of the stable <laughs> Do you, do you think this is the type of, of book that could maybe be turned into a cinematic universe? It could be. I don't know if anybody would. It's nothing I'm particularly interested in. Well, I've, I mean, if, if Ben Affleck was sniffing around and interested in producing. He could, oh, by all means. Would you play yourself or would you have an actor do it? If so, who would it be? I think we should probably go with an actor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done some acting, right? I'm going to say, let's go with somebody that likes being filmed. Come on, man. You're Hollywood adjacent. Don't give up your dream. It's not a dream, though. That's the thing. I won't give up my dreams. That's not a dream. I don't want to be in movies. You want to you want to hang like out uh, in Video Village is what you're saying? Behind the scenes cat? I want to hang out in Video Village mm-hmm. and go over to Crafty and get the food the second it comes out and those dumb actors are on set still acting it up and then then between takes i go over i'm like you know they got uh grilled cheese sandwiches mm-hmm. they got like it's tell one of the actors like they got grilled cheese sandwiches over there and they're like oh could you get me one yeah of course i'll get you a grilled cheese sandwich you know because sometimes at the end of it that salmon's looking a little sweaty yeah under those lights what's your knowledge of the freeway system so far well, I know there's different highways. Name five freeways. Yeah, if you're a real head, you got to name your top five freeways. I think you're a real fucking Angelina. The 101, the 405, the 5. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, what else is there? There's 134. I've been on that. He's struggling, Jason. He's struggling. 134, and then the 2. Yeah, the 10 also. There's the 10. Yeah. Now you're just showing off. Which, uh, <laughs> yes, I went for extra credit by listing six. I didn't even mention the six. Now, the six is my favorite highway. <laughs> I love driving up and down the six and blasting. I bless a song of the national anthem of Los Angeles, which is Panic at the Disco, High High Hopes, which is a song everywhere you go gotta have high high hopes for the that's winner. probably one of my <laughs> least favorite songs that's ever been created in the history of music don't don't come for brendan yuri and my other homies in panic of the disco on on this show i prefer panic to uh whatchamacallit the other band not fallout boy don't do that say yeah fallout boy panic of the disco better than fallout boy i'll say it that's crazy bro i will say this this is this is my main bone to pick with Los Angeles. And then, are you guys both native Los Angelinos? No, I'm from Atlanta. You're from Atlanta. I'm from the OC, but, you know, more or less. Okay. Why is it that people here have an eight-year-old's view of the world when it comes to their heroes, where it's like, we like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> we like Kobe Bryant. And every Laker, every Laker is my hero. <laughs> Sublime. All right, Tom's. Who who are some more adult basketball players that we should memorialize? Oh, uh, you could maybe do uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, one of the greatest humans that has ever lived. There should be murals to him everywhere. This guy's one of the greatest people that we've ever. And he's smart. He's so smart. He's one of. He's such a fascinating, great guy. And not a whole lot of murals for him because he shot a weird shot that I can't relate to. He did a hook shot. It didn't look cool. He's also not dead, though. That could be the problem. Well, there, there, there were so many Kobe. There was so much Kobe stuff well before his passing. True, 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 true. There's, look, there's exponentially more of it now. And I do. I understand it after the fact, but it was happening well before any of that. Okay, well, try try this on for size. I think that Kareem, he was obviously a, a a god and a living legend in L.A. at his in his heyday and at his time. But I think he was kind of peaking before the street art movement was really taking off. <laughs> I can't help that the street art movement wasn't in full swing 
during his heyday. <laughs> I know. I, I it's weird because on your Zoom, I see the the um, obey prints kind of behind your head. So it kind of leads yes, me to believe that, that you are a street art fanatic. Of course. No, I'm a Shep head, and I got my <laughs> obeys everywhere. Um, <laughs> No, it really is. I can't think of anywhere on the planet that would shoot off fireworks after winning a regular season game. It's like a, it's like a Wednesday night, and suddenly Lakers win. Suddenly here, like five seconds after they win, it's just like it just creates bad vibes. That's why I'm just like. When they lost, I'm just like, yeah, it's right. You lost. It's, I guess it's hard to make a real case for it other than weather, you know? Well, the produce. Let's That's not forget point. the avocados. We have great tomatoes. Yeah. And those are, those can't be transported, of course. <laughs> well, they're look, they're just fresher. <laughs> they're fresher here. They're more red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could transport those. Sure. I, I wish you fucking luck, though, mm-hmm. because it's, it's not so easy. Tom, you a big you big chef. You cooking it up at home? We love, we love cooking no. on this pot now. No? You do? I'm not really, now. You a caviar guy, Postmates guy, Uber Eats? Uber Eats? <laughs> what is that? That's... I've never heard it pronounced Uber. <laughs> Am I, I'm sorry. I'm a, I don't use those services. I, I maybe, maybe I have been saying that Jason's wrong. A, Jason's a friend to the restaurant community. He does not use any third-party apps. He goes directly sure. to the restaurant himself and pays in cash. So that, that... Lyft Eats? Yeah. Uber eats? No, thank you. Sure. No, Uber only on this side. Well, if you're not if you're not cooking, yeah, what are you doing? Are you are you eating every meal at the Sunset Tower? Who's feeding you? Who's feeding you, Tom? I get by. <laughs> Foods out there. As long as I can get a loaf of bread and a stick of butter, uh-huh. I'm okay. I'll make it. I'm glad you said that. In in my belief of the culinary world, I've I've been all over the world. I've tasted all kinds of ducks and pheasants and things like that, but for my money, nothing better, no greater bite of food than a good piece of bread and butter, a little salt on there. What do you think, Tom? I agree. My favorite food is the simple stuff. Mm, keep it simple, stupid. That's what they say. That's right. That's what I've always said. <laughs> Are you feeling a little pressed out, or do you like taking this taking this victory lap? No, oh, this is great. I like talking. I'm happy. It's nice to have written a book. That's the best feeling. Mm-hmm. It was it was a living nightmare writing it sometimes, <laughs> but to have written one is the greatest because then you get to say to all the people that don't have books, it's like, yeah, it's kind of a thing that you mm-hmm. either you have one or you don't. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, like six months ago, I was just crying in the middle of the night, like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah, and that wasn't even about the book. No, that was just, and then I I was just like. Oh, yeah, I have a book, too. <laughs> but I went back to my regularly scheduled crying. <laughs> What's all the sublime love out here also? R.I.P. Bradley. I just spent the weekend in San Diego. If you think they love sublime here in L.A., oh, brother, head down there. I mean, sublime featuring Rome, they play three times a week at various festivals in San Diego. It's At, at this point, the music of sublime is just kind of... It's it's immortalized. It's in our DNA at this point. Mm-hmm. He he, Bradley, R.I.P. He was he just really was that good. And I grew up hating Sublime. And now uh, you, a Sublime comes comes on the radio. I don't I don't click that channel. I keep it. Okay. You a big Sublime guy, Tom? Not so much. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, sorry <laughs> to say. Not exactly. I know. My, I know. You thing. you stay locked on K Rock in the in the Prius. You're an East Coast guy, so I don't expect you. To oh like no, Bradley. I love to hear. I love to hear my favorite songs like Aeroplane by Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> who doesn't love? Who doesn't love when you get to hear "Don't Stop" by the Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> don't stop. It's one of the worst songs. Uh, easily, <laughs> easily one of the worst songs ever been recorded by anyone. Don't stop. Did you like early peps though? Blood sugar sex magic no, and don't earlier. Do this. Don't do. This. Oh no, I go back to like real men don't kill coyotes and uh, there you go. all the okay. freaky styly. No, I hated it back then <laughs> for different yeah. reasons. I was yeah. just like, this is bad funk. I was I was fifteen and I was like, yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> it is. It really is. We're still rooting for the uh, the uh, the chili peps. To I think they got one more masterpiece. <laughs> 
ass in him. <laughs> right? They got one. They got another one hot minute. In I them. agree with your sentiments on the peps. A lot of people say that Ketis's memoir, Scar Tissue, is a fantastic book. Though, have you read it? It's a great book. Yes, I have. Oh, you have read? Okay. Mm-hmm. And also, almost every woman I know seems to have mm-hmm. a pretty strong crush on on Ketis. Yeah, he's a, a very attractive guy. Yeah, good skin. And he was also, but he's also one of those guys where he was just like, he was just doing things until something popped. Like he would have been an actor if that went first. Yeah, for him. Good point. And that's fine. I'm not judging it. The one thing about him that got me Akitas was when I was I read some article a few years ago, and he's like, "Yeah, I got my kid. I don't show my kid like." We watch old cartoons uh, from like the 30s, and that's the stuff we watch. We don't watch new stuff. It's like, first of all, the old cartoons. Oh, you mean when the most racist <laughs> things where all the characters smoke and <laughs> stuff like that? And also, so it's all right for this guy to pollute the culture with his crummy band, but when it comes to what goes down in his house, <laughs> he, he's, he's got the gates up. Nah, I can't let any of this new garbage ruin my kid's brain. But I'll ruin all your kid's brains with my lousy mm-hmm. band. Yeah, Brooklyn only watches Steamboat Mickey, and that's it. Just some of the KKK yeah. stuff and all the smoking <laughs> stuff. Yeah, exactly. We'll get all the World War II propaganda uh, in there. <laughs> Anti-Chinese shit, all that stuff. Sure, yes raising them right well hey fuck the chili peppers that's what i say that's what you say that's what chris says i'm sure that one day i'll pick up scar tissue but it's not nearly as good as your book so uh, if you are a fan of tom writing comedy any of that stuff make sure to pick up his book follow him on twitter and and you can see a link to excerpts etc that's coming that's coming coming different Uh, photos of your fans taking pictures of the book with their oh it's so much breakfast sandwiches cornucopia of what don't you get over at my twitter yeah you spend all day smashing that rt button i'm sure all day my my rt finger is so sore okay well tom thank you so much for potting with us we hope that's fun no this is so much fun i appreciate it and and thanks for having me congratulations on the book Oh, Thank Tom, um, are you, yeah. I, usually at the end of every episode, we have a song playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will ask if you have a song that you would like to add, but I, I'm, I worry that it's going to be that Red Hot Chili Peppers song. It is. It's going to be Don't Stop by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. Chop, chop, it says I'm going to win big. Choose not to like a limitation. Just get close to the reservation. Part of the wave can't stop Ever wonder if it's all 